This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show, a show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling. We got a special one for you guys here tonight. We're going to take a look back with one of our uh, longtime, oftentimes guests, uh, Matt Layton, talking about Black Craft Wrestling, uh, something that holds a special place, I think, in both of our hearts a little bit. And we'll get into that. But first, please go check out everything other podcasts on this network at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We talk about a lot of wrestling, including the uh, big guys at WWE, AEW. But man, that's kind of melding together these days, isn't it? And of course, over at IndieWrestling.us, where we'll find this show, as well as a lot of people that we talk with on the show and about on the show are, are featured over there as part of that on the VODs, on the YouTube stream, uh, as well as over at IndieWrestling.network. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on over there so with me this week i thought it was kind of timely um we there's a little bit of a documentary that's been going around the internet and i realize uh, uh we end up talking about this subject almost every time he comes into the studio off air for a little bit so uh we have with us comedian and at one time wrestling creative director matt light joining us from his his I mean, what do you call this is this your man cave oh wait, we, we, it's First of all, it's it. Sean is the bartender. Sean is the bartender. This is uh, Club Girth. It's Club Girth. I love it. I love it. Uh, by the way, Sean Michaels there on uh, uh, it is new home. That is the same Sean Michaels that was here in the studio. Now yes. in his uh, new home at Club Girth. I think it's it's probably more appropriate. It's probably a little bit more fun than when he was hanging out here with us. Yeah, I got this version of him, and then at late nights, I actually have a uh, a six foot long version of Sean. Where he's Playboy posing. Oh, so there you go. Posing. There you go. So it's just the matters what Sean you get, and you just side by side with them, right? Yeah, I just hang out with them. <laughs> I, I, they need a they need a friend. I'll be their friend. There you go. So we wanted to talk about this. Well, first of all, you know, you, you obviously you had some some um, uh, uh, the involvement with Blackcraft. I want to get into the mo- in a moment, and we talked about this on the show. So a little recap yeah. for anybody new to this. I, I just want a really short kind of kind of touch base. Like Blackcraft Wrestling was not the first involvement you had in professional wrestling, and obviously, if you, if you haven't seen Matt Light's set, uh, uh, he has some pretty famous uh, videos out there that have gone viral. Uh, They're very wrestling related, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, and things like that. But other than like integrating into your comedy, like how what what, what interactions have you had with a uh, 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 pro wrestling before uh, other otherwise before Blackcraft? So um, VOW. Uh, Bill Mar- Bill Molnar's promotion uh, before it was just you know lighting people on fire and hitting people with glass. Uh, it was it was like regular wrestling and uh, this was I met Bill. I did a show for stand up and he was you would be a great bad guy, you know a manager. And I was like yeah okay cool. And he's like do you want to do it? I was like yeah. What do I got to do? He's like I don't know just just be mean to the audience. I'm like oh. Well, <laughs> You've been to my shows, you know, I, I think I can do that well. And uh, so they, they, uh, Patrick Hayes is who they had me set up with. And I worked with Patrick for two or three shows. It was a lot of fun, man, but uh, it was still like right after I was sick. So I like mm-hmm. didn't have like availability. And then with doing stand up, 
it just it was so much fun and uh that was my first real taste of it uh and then a few of my friends uh that i became friends with uh were involved in wrestling um and then you know i started to do wrestling things on stage for stand-up uh, which actually wasn't supposed to really be anything. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is I was actually uh, moving to Los Angeles for stand-up. And uh, two weeks before I was supposed to move, uh, the girl I was moving with broke up with me. And I didn't know how to end a show by telling everyone, hey, listen, so this whole going away show, I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> you know. Wolf of Wall Street never came out yet, so I couldn't do that. I'm not leaving thing. Um, so I didn't know what to do. So my manager or the, the manager at the improv was like, you're a big wrestling fan. Why don't I come out like uh, – or why don't you give me the Stone Cold Stunner and uh, I'll fire you like Vince McMahon. And I was like, will you do that? And he was like, yeah, of course. So I was like, all right, cool. Are we going to have to practice this? And I was like, no, no, I just – here, I'll send you a video. And then I just sent him this video of these backyard guys doing a stunner. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Like that. And then like, <laughs> you know, 10 days later, here we are. You know, I was, Do, should we try it beforehand? He's like, no, we'll be fine. And we did it. And it was so organic and like natural that it, it actually looked, he sold the hell out of it. Um, so that happened. And that was on Good Morning America. And then once that picked up, then it was like, you know, um, everybody wanted to see me do something wrestling wise at the end of my shows, which was cool. But it was like, you could tell that like maybe 20 minutes into my set, people were like, yeah, but like, when's he going to choke slam a chick through a table or when is he going <laughs> to light, light a casket on fire? So, um, you know, I, I try to get away from that a little bit, but then I got an opportunity to tour with Rob Van Dam mm -hmm. and, uh, I did like 20 cities with him. And, uh, you know, I let him do the wrestling and I kind of just did my stand up, but there was still that balance where wrestling fans knew who I was, but I didn't have to do it because the real guy was there. You know what I mean? So I did that. And then, uh, I did a couple shows with what hockey talk man. And then, uh, and then my buddy, uh, Bobby Shubinsky, who owns Blackcraft clothing, Blackcraft cults, we were talking about a shirt idea that I had saying that wrestling is real and god is fake that was you yeah that's so I a, was like this would crush it, it, by the way that was that was you know not a shirt i would wear because of my own religious alignment but like sure. i love the shirt like yeah, that's a, a cool that's shirt. like the best shirt right yeah so we made the shirt not for black craft wrestling just for fun and then we saw like i mean it was getting like hashtagged everywhere and yeah, then we yeah. jokingly were like, hey, let's let's start a wrestling company, right? And then, like, so it was me, um, Bill Molnar, and Bobby. And then he was and, – and then Bobby was like, my roommate Brandon uh, does a lot of my film stuff. I want to get him involved too. Mm -hmm. So the four of us were the partners, like the, the fucking – the four horsemen, if you will, of Blackcraft. And we just – we flew out to um, – we flew out to Orange County and we kind of broke down what we wanted to do, who we wanted to use. And, uh, and then, you know, that was in, I want to say April and we had four months to plan our first wow. big show. And, uh, and, and I honestly like, and, and the rest is history in the documentary. So. 
history. It's all everything is history now. It, it, it was you know I know I heard about this documentary coming out, and I think we were talking beforehand. We we kind of had the same vibes, and we're not here. We're, I feel like we're promoting this documentary that none of us have anything to deal with. Uh, right. But, but it's I think a lot of people are talking about, it, so it, it kind of makes sense to have have your side of story and everything. Yeah. Uh, but but I was like, oh, here's another like this is why Blackcraft was a piece of shit promotion and da 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 follow WCW yeah. style. So right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Brandon told me that they were going to do a documentary, and he was like, hey, Bill, Matt, you know, they want to interview you guys because you guys created it, and I and I immediately said, fuck no, um, because ever since the WrestleMania weekend in New York, we we have been the 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 running joke of all indie wrestling. Oh yeah. And and it's I mean like honestly it hurts. Like it really it, it I mean it, you know it, a lot of it was our fault. Um but there was some shadiness with other indies um that kind of set us up to fail that night. Um but and we'll get into that but like yeah, so it was. It, it's a touchy subject for a lot of us because we wanted it to do so well. We really put our heart and soul into it, um, but it was a situation where there were just too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, somebody had one role, but but for some reason, this guy's giving ideas about a job he's not supposed to be doing, and then you're agreeing to having somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, you know, it became one of those situations where I, you know, was bummed out about how it went down and. You know, um, they reached out to us and wanted to do this documentary. And I said, absolutely not, because I know exactly what it's going to be. You know, you guys Mm -hmm. are going to come out there and be like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but it fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and honestly, like, I watched most of it, I think. Like, I browsed through it just to see, like, who was interviewed and stuff. And there really wasn't – it was it was very positive. It Mm -hmm. was a – this is – this was a cool idea – you know, we weren't just a t-shirt company trying to make a wrestling show. We really like we have backgrounds in wrestling from one way or another. Um, but it, it ended up not working. So it, it was it was almost an homage to it. Yeah. In a way, it, you know. It, and it was nice to see, man. It was nice to see too, because on Twitter, you know, we were shit on constantly after yeah. that no yeah. apology show. Which is hysterical because I wanted to come back this year and just have one show mania weekend called okay maybe one apology <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or maybe some mistakes were made <laughs> yeah and like i mean like i can i'll tell you everything that happened like in the reason why we think it failed mm-hmm. um well can we, can we actually let's 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 go back with the things that were working let's let's go back to the beginning because we were getting a little bit of that too but but so so i i attended and I remember this thing was building up, and yeah. you know, here in Pittsburgh, it was a it's a very Pittsburgh born thing. You know, seeing the people involved, knowing that Bill was with his his background with the Vicious Outcast Wrestling. You, I knew the Blackcraft stuff, and Paige and everybody. It was localized to the point where you know, even that that infamous effect that we'll talk about later was uh, basically made by the guy down the street from me here in Beachview. Uh, you know, this was this was in this this old church called the Priory. You know, the 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 marketing material is off the wall. They go yeah. they go and big into the documentary about PCO and these ridiculous. Uh, 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 mutilation videos with which, which is funny. The guy that they use for that, that it, you know, that I see all over the place, is the guy that I saw doing the skin hanging thing at the gathering of the Juggalos the year before. Oh, so it yeah. even that brought everything even more together. At least me personally, 
for being like, I want to see what the hell these guys are up to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like when we first started, like we, the first thing we said is we need a venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, we got to get, we got to get Mr. Smalls. Uh, that was my mm. original idea because I wanted I wanted it to be a church. I said, "There's we everything that this is supposed to be has to make sense, right?" And I was like, "We have to find a church venue." Altar bar was no longer a thing. Uh, I didn't know about the priory. I just looked at we looked at Mr. Smalls. They didn't know really much about us, so they told us no, which is hysterical because later on they were begging us <laughs> to do shows there. Um, but no, they wouldn't let us do the show. They said they can't do wrestling there because of some issues. Um, so then I just said, well, screw it. I'm just going to search wedding venues because 90% of them are churches. Right. Right. So I didn't tell them, like when I called them, I was like, Hey, we're interested in booking your venue. And they're like, Oh, great. How many guests? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about a thousand of my closest friends. Yeah, so, so I didn't tell them what it was, and then once once they realized that we had money, um, they were like, "Whatever, fine," you know, and they let us do it. So we paid. I want to say like we paid like seven grand to rent that room. Jeez. Um, yeah, and like for for somebody who like with Bill, like I mean, Bill rents. You know, an ice skating rink. He yeah. used to do that. And like, so like this was, that was a few hundred dollars when he did the movie theater venue. That was a couple hundred dollars, I think. So like for us being, getting the green light to do something bigger and better, we just had to do it because I felt like a lot of people knew what the Blackcraft clothing brand was. If we did this half-assed, it just wasn't going to be good. And we wanted to come right out of the gate, right? So we go to do the first show and we have a stacked card. And I remember one of the issues and we ran into, um, I'm putting the card together and I said, we need to do a ladder match right off the bat because I just want to set the tone for the night. Right. I don't want any bullshit flippy match in the beginning because yeah. that's not what Blackcraft is. You know, Blackcraft is like hardcore and, makeup and whatever and i was like we gotta set the tone so we actually um i I don't care i'll I'll be honest alistair black actually called us uh because he's friends with bobby about the card and he liked the idea of the card but he said that if you did a ladder match right off the bat it's not gonna work it's gonna kill the whole show and I strongly disagreed with a guy who was in <laughs> the top guy at NXT. I was like, fuck him. What does he know? We're still doing it, right? Because uh, I wanted to do it our way. And then sure enough, later on, the next NXT takeover, guess how they started their pay-per-view <laughs> with? It was a fucking ladder match. Like a multi. And I was like, okay, so you can, you can do it, but we can't. I'm like, we're totally doing it now, right? Yeah. So we did it. And honestly, man, like, yeah, the show had glitches. It had a few mistakes for sure. But there was there was an ECW vibe to it. I felt like um, it was organic. The the crowd was not forced to cheer for, you know, what they wanted, who they wanted, because, you know, we had Britt Baker, who's a local girl. And the, but we also had Soraya there. And then nobody knew that Paige was going to be in the building. Mm-hmm. And then we almost got in trouble for that because <laughs> so we had set up that Paige 
was going to hit Brent. Okay, so I'm in the back. I have my headset on, and I and I'm telling them very specifically, "Hey, listen, when Brent rolls out of the ring, Paige is going to smack her in the face. Do not get it on camera. It's only for the people in Pittsburgh to see, right? Because we can't have Paige involved in a match." So sure enough, cameraman. Not listening to me on the headset, cuts to that side camera, and there's Paige, clear as day, just smacking Britt across the face. And it was so hard because I'm in gorilla and I'm sick to my stomach because now I'm like, oh shit, like Paige is going to be fired. Like Paige is going to get in trouble for doing this, you know, because she's affiliated with WWE. She can't be doing the shit. So then we see that that goes viral. Um, she didn't get in trouble, um, which was awesome. Um, but then that, that went over well. And then my original idea was to bring in John Morrison as the champ. Because I wanted a guy that had WWE pedigree, a guy that was doing really well in the indie scene. And um, we were actually out for dinner. It was me, Bobby, um, and... Uh, Rosa Mendez and I mentioned I was like hey like what's what's Morrison up to like can we get him and she's like oh my god yeah like you know me and Taya are really close you know we could definitely do that are you like do you, you want me to ask and I was like absolutely so I hit up Morrison and honestly like out of everyone at Blackcraft as far as the talent's concerned you know Morrison was the guy surprisingly that literally called me every single day Wow! and was pitching ideas because he loved the idea of Blackcraft. And it was so cool to see that because this is a guy who's done it all. You know what I mean? You know, intercontinental champion, tag team champion, one of the top guys in the business. And like the respect that he gave us, you know what I mean? Meant a lot to me. And it's a shame because we didn't have that same respect with 90% of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was an issue that we realized very quickly when we didn't know certain terminology inside wrestling. So we're going over. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so, so, so yeah. So you, they, they basically like most people running the show weren't regular promoters. Right. Right. Like you've had your couple of spots, but you didn't really work on the back end of it. Um, and, you know, Bill was probably the closest to it uh, on his yeah. side, probably out of, out of the people that you mentioned. Yeah. Bill was the closest. But the problem with mm-hmm. Bill is Bill doesn't talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a quiet like, guy. He's a quiet guy. Yes. Yeah. He's a quiet guy. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll say, it. you know, yeah. So yeah. we do the warm up before the show. And I'm like, hey, everybody have fun. You know, we really just want to have a really positive vibe here. We want everyone to have fun. Mm-hmm. We have the finishes set the way that we want them. We have hard times. And other than that, you know, whatever your time is, you know, you have that middle time to put yourself over yeah. and do whatever you want because we want you to understand that you're a part of this for a reason. So, you know, like I would say like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. Right. And then I'm not going to name who, but they were like, all right, so we're going to do a double down, and then the lights go out. You can, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You watch the match. So I'm like, yeah, double down. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what that means. Yeah. He's like, you fucking kidding me? You know, I'm like, you could have just said, hey, we're both down on the ground. Mm-hmm. 
And then like, I understand, you know, so I was just like, all right, cool. But like, at least he's teaching me and mm -hmm. he's passionate about what he does. Mm -hmm. uh, and who I'm talking about was actually one of the more helpful guys in Blackcraft later on. Mm -hmm. It was Dickinson. It was honest. It was Chris Dickinson. He was like, you could tell like he's, I mean, he was on Evolve. He's done a lot of that shit. You know what I mean? So I just was like, oh, fuck. Here's this big muscular guy about to break my face in half, you know, over a fake fucking match that I'm like putting him over in. And I'm like, hey, like you do what you want, man. Like, and I explained how it was going to happen. But when he used terms that I didn't know, yeah. here's me in a like urban dictionary looking at like, <laughs> what's a tweener? What is a, what is a, so. So that so, was a problem, man. The so, locker room, a lot of these guys knew that Bobby had a lot of money. Yeah. And they took a, advantage of him significantly. Mm -hmm. And guys that we thought were friends with um, took advantage of him uh, and the situation. Um, but the first show was good. And then, um, you know, well, let me ask you go ahead and then I'll go where you want to go afterwards. Uh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. It, it came off. It came off. Well, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, you know, there was the band. There was the uh, so, so one of the one of the things that because I've been at shows where and, and there was a tiny bit of this. But where where, you know, there was the band there and there was some people there were there probably just for the band. That yeah. seemed minimal with this this situation. It was mostly wrestling fans at this. Um, yeah, and, I, and the big reason why is because we didn't tell anybody that they were performing until we were almost sold out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Falling in Reverse, I mean, is a huge band. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I mean, they sell out Stage AE on their own. And we knew that, like, if we had them announce that they were going to be at this event, then it was just going to be a bunch of teenage girls there that wouldn't pay attention to the matches, you know, kind of like when Warp Tour, like, cause we were offered Warp Tour to do wrestling and we said, fuck no, because who's going to go stand out in 99 degree weather and watch wrestling when there's seven bands performing, mm -hmm. you know? So anyways, so we just, we were like, yeah, we're not really going to tell anybody the band's coming until like two weeks prior and we're pretty much sold out. And, um, that was more so to see how our live streaming would do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, the live streaming did really well. Not nearly as I mean, we put literally we put seventy thousand dollars into our production for the first show. Yeah, there was a production truck. Uh, I, I remember I was messaging Bill. I was like, "Are you sure you don't need help with the camera?" Because you know, thinking the ND company mentality. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I just want to, you know, if you guys need any help, I don't want it the last minute, so I uh, bought a ticket and, and I wasted it. You know. Uh, yeah. And, and then I like show up and see the production truck. I'm like, oh, they don't need my help. <laughs> like they, they got no 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 they're good they're good and we might like, have needed your help when that fucking guy fell off oh the my scaffold. god yes <laughs> whoa that would scare the crap out it was during the ladder match that he's on a scaffold doing the hard cam on the side there that's why you notice the early matches uh you you, you probably get, get a shot you don't see the rest of the night i i, I don't know if you passed out or what uh well, so i i'm in gorilla and i just see the camera go like this yeah and then I hear people chanting for the camera guy. I'm like, why are they chanting for the camera guy? I thought it was a I thought it was a bump in the ladder match since there was guys all over the place. <laughs> so, right? So I'm like, a guy just fell. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just saying, like, you knew Blackcraft was doomed from show one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was and I was maybe, like, fuck, maybe, like the show's going so good. And maybe that boom. God is fake wrestling is real was a bad idea for a t shirt. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, you're going to do this in a church? Oh, perfect. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was your lightning. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy fell. I, he's fine now, I think. I don't know. I don't know the situation. I I don't own Blackcraft Wrestling. I'm not involved in that portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think he's fine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that happened. And then, um, you know, but the show was good. There was a lot of momentum behind Absolutely. it. Um, we went on to do the next show. I think we were supposed to do was the every time I die show. Unless there was one in between. I know we did a Canadian one, but I can't remember if that was in between. So, so from my fuzzy recollection, I believe there was supposed to be one on the West coast before the Buffalo show, perhaps. Yeah. We were supposed to do one called Reaper's revenge in yes. Orange County. Yeah. And, uh, I, I we we thought it would draw a lot better mm-hmm. in Orange County, but like Bar Rescue was like the thing. Or I said Bar Rescue. <laughs> well now well now it should be called that, but Bar <laughs> Wrestling <laughs> But Bar Wrestling was like the top thing. Is that what it's called? Bar Wrestling? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So like it was a it was like the top promotion like out there and we, we were gonna book that guy on our show and, and have him on there and um but we were like, well, he's probably not going to promote. It's his local area. A lot of these guys, like, we'd be spending so much money bringing in all East Coast talent to doing West Coast. Yeah. But that's the way we wanted to do it because we felt like if we brought East Coast guys in, the West Coast never gets to see them. Yeah. So we thought we'd bring something different. Anyways, due to um, what happened with the guy, this is what I was told. Due to what happened with the guy falling off the ladder we had to postpone a show Hmm. for legal reasons Hmm. Uh, i i don't believe that i think we had really low fucking ticket sales Mm -hmm. because i remember the venue that we we rented it was as big as um pittsburgh but like pittsburgh like there was so much hype behind it because it was homegrown yeah you know like brandon who worked with us and was just like equally as important as me and Bill were was over there, but he's not from there. He's from Newcastle. Bobby, who, you know, is from Avella PA. I mean, he's got his, his friends and stuff out there, but there's not a following mm-hmm. out there other than the actual black craft clothing company that's out in orange County. So the ticket sales didn't go well. We canceled that. Um, I do know we did a Canada show. That was kind of just whatever. That was the. Uh, it is, I'm refreshed because of the documentary. I really the Buffalo one happened, and then the Canada was with Destiny, and it was kind of a cross show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. okay. So I'll tell you about that. So the first one was Buffalo. That was every time I die fest. And the year prior, they had Empire Wrestling do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name, right? That's Buffalo's promotion. Yeah, I believe so. So those guys did it the year before, and from my understanding, they just did it for free just to do something for fun and they got to have a good time. The problem is from my understanding is that those assholes charged black craft to perform at this fucking concert. Right. And I, when I heard that I was really annoyed because I was like, well, you got to get the rights to stream the fucking concert to them. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we 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 have to. Like how are we gonna make our money back? Yeah. But we paid X amount of money to get onto this show. We weren't allowed to stream the concerts. 
We were an early, like, 3 p.m. show. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are filing in the first half of the show, kind of just going, hey, there's a... There's some asshole doing cartwheels. That's pretty cool. It it, it kind of turned into that warp tour uh, issue that, yeah. that that you were concerned about. Yeah, because for me it was like, how are we supposed to tell a story with mm-hmm. an audience that is not involved? They're not invested. Yeah. They haven't seen anything we did. And yeah. honestly, unless the guy does this, they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or what? So we were like, <laughs> I was like, this is just not going to, let's just make the best of it, right? So we do what we do. Uh, I'm talking to Morrison before the match, and we're like, okay, do something fun with uh, with Killer Cross. And he's like, how about I do the HBK Undertaker match, pretty much. And I was like, go ahead, man, have fun. I don't care. Because this show is just really, at this point, spot fest. is the only way we could get their attention. you know. And if there's no crowd sound, I mean, you saw what happened with WWE now with no audience. Mm-hmm. There needs to be engagement. So we, the problem was is we pandered to that. Um, so we spent a shit ton of money flying people out there. We didn't make a fucking dime off the streams. The streams were terrible. Um, and then that was when all the every time I die guys like Andy and, and Pepper and th- these guys uh, ended up having a lot of say in the locker room. Kind of like, fuck these dudes. They're pushovers. We can do whatever we want. Um, I think OVE apparently was like that as well. Um, you know, I don't know how true, you know, most of this is, but I'm just being told from what other wrestlers are telling me, oh, they're shitting on you guys. Uh, and I was like, well, fuck them then. I was like, quit using them. You know what I mean? Like, th- if they don't want to be here, you know. And then also it's like we heard that a lot of the wrestlers were charging. Let's say let's say hypothetically a wrestler's fee is like 400 bucks in travel, right? Yeah. When they came to Blackcraft, they were like, oh, we're 1250 Yeah. You know, like there's guys at Black and Brave that were making $300 a night plus travel. And I'm like, how? Why? Why? Like we literally paid a local guy what we agreed to pay them, which if I would have known you were paying them that, I would have paid our guys that same amount. Yeah. Or like you shouldn't be being paid that much, you know? So that was a big problem. Um, But Mania is what fucking ruined us. Mania was... I mean, that was the killer. And the biggest reason why is because Brandon lived on the, the West Coast. Me and Bill lived on the East Coast. We could group chat as much as we want, but people were, were in everybody's ears. And Brandon would just be like, yeah, you can get on the show. Yeah, we'll find room for you. We'll find room for you. And we had like eight matches in a three-hour time slot. And it, it, it would kind of lay out. So this was uh, – was this the collective – at the time, this was the collective. Okay, and they fucked us intentionally on mm-hmm. on this, hundred percent. Um, because we wanted the midnight spot, we didn't care about that, and yeah. they were mad because we outsold every show. Like we outsold Joey Janela, we outsold Bloodsport. We literally were telling people you can't come in, uh, and I was actually taking them in the back. I was like, "Give me twenty bucks, I'll let you fucking walk <laughs> through the front," because I'm like, "This is gonna be our last show, anyways." <laughs> What are they going to do? Shut us down, right? Yeah. What are you going to do? Shut us down? And what do they do? They shut us down. So 
we were under the impression we had X amount of time. Mm-hmm. There was no hard, there was no hard out. We'll be fine. So Janela's assholes, they do their thing. And then all of a sudden we're having technical problems when we've never, when you saw our production. Yeah. Somehow shit's not working. And, and Wires I, are being unplugged. Yeah, and I and I know the, who does your video production uh, at least after that first show, and they're usually very very top notch. Yeah, so we're realizing there's a lot of things that are very suspiciously not working. Mm-hmm. Um, when we set up the show, another problem we had is we had a different seating chart than everybody else. Yeah. So we had a different seating chart. So now we have to move chairs back and forth, move them around. I got people literally standing on the stage. I'm like, you need to get the fuck out of the way. Like, you don't know this, but in 30 minutes, a guy's going to have his throat slit right where you're at. <laughs> you you got to move. <laughs> things, so, things that you never thought you'd have to say in your life. <laughs> yeah, which was so... We have the oh the new jack thing was a hundred percent true by the way. So uh, so so yeah, recap that for people that didn't check out the doc and please watch the documentary. Don't take anything away from from what's happening over there. Uh, it's over. I just, I'll throw them a shout. It's on this. Uh, well, actually, if you just type Blackcraft documentary on YouTube, you will yeah. find it like nothing. And and they do the alt version of what was supposed to happen. Who is the fellow that uh, was that your production like video production guy that was a a part of that? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Okay. So that's Brandon. And originally, Brandon wasn't supposed to write storylines. Yeah. But then he started writing them. And, like, he he had just ridiculously fun ideas mm-hmm. that made no fucking sense. <laughs> and I wasn't close friends with Brandon the way that I am now where I could tell him, hey, man, that's stupid. You know what I mean? Because he's Bobby's roommate and yeah. him, him and Bobby are friends. So, like, I'm like, well, if I tell him no... I'm out. Yeah. So I had to balance everything. Like, so that night we had Matt Justice versus Gangrel. He was like, all right, Justice loses and gets a bloodbath. I go, then how does he win the title at the end of the night? I'm like, how's he going to get a bloodbath and then win at the end of the night? Mm-hmm. I, I get like mania, like Orton beats, you know, Rollins, and that's how they usually do it. But like, you can't be covered in blood. And then be champion that night. Like, yeah, it just makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Then they're like, well, all right, we're going to have New Jack show up to a PCO open challenge. And he was doing, he was trying to get this for like three months. He's like, and he's going to shoot PCO. I go, do you realize what's going to happen if an audience member sees that a guy has a gun? One, Wrestling fans are batshit crazy. Some of them might be carrying right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, no. I learned uh, uh, very recently how much that is true and how many of the wrestlers are packing in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's and it's just changed my outlook on fans. <laughs> yeah, man. So I like that was like and for me who's like do anything, whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, you know me. I don't care what we do. We'll push the envelope, you know. And I was like, that's stupid. I go, we're not doing that, right? Like that's ridiculous somebody could fall getting trampled leaving the arena mm-hmm. and we're more liable than when the guy's head was leaking off the camera stand so i'm like we're not doing that and he's like well let's crucify a guy and i, I just said i said why he goes because it'll be cool i'm like okay but why so we do this crucifixion that's supposed to start off the match would that take 40 minutes to put some nails in a guy's hand? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there's three matches that we just lost because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Then we have like our card top to bottom was the best card the whole weekend. Nobody can argue it. We had the most talent mm-hmm. on our cards. The problem is we didn't know how to use them yeah. because we had too much talent. So um, can I put it? So, so obviously we're going to get to the, the, um, there, there, you were somewhat quoted at one point. I don't know if you saw that part when they were talking about, uh, rearranging things, you know, uh, uh, cutting things for time. Can we, can we cut the throat slit spot? And I believe you were quoted, quoted, and this is off the top of my head, uh, uh, as no, we have to do this because it was too expensive. No. Okay. And this is a secondhand retelling. Yeah. Brandon again. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about the throat being slit. I thought that was stupid too. Mm-hmm. Because here's why. If you if you followed Blackcraft Wrestling, who was supposed to be the leader of everything? Mm-hmm. Pinhead, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you do from there? Is he just well, walking well, around with point. a scar? How powerful was the guy? Mm-hmm. The first show, we spit water in his fucking face mm-hmm. after winning the ladder match. So we buried him there. The second match, he's going to fight his son, the preacher's son. Uh, He loses. The preacher's son loses. Which is Killer Killer Cross, correct? Killer Cross, yeah. yeah, Loses to Morrison. So now it's like, okay, so how much power does this guy have? Nothing he does works. And then we kill him? Like, what was the point of paying this guy three grand to show up every event to not be who he is. Mm-hmm. So it made no sense to me. So I made the decision. I go, listen, after Mania, we're getting rid of Doug. We can't use him. There's no point. You guys want to have him get beat up, spit on, have his throat cut. I'm like, what do you? What else do you want to do with him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like next week he's going to get hit with a, a bag of pillows. Like I don't understand where he was supposed to go. So, yeah, I 100% didn't want to do any of that shit. Yeah. Because to me, it was like, yeah, we're like a movie in a ring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we had that vibe to it. But at the same time, it's still wrestling. It still has to make somewhat sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like WWE, when they threw guys off the, you know, the money in the bank thing and they <laughs> died and showed up Monday, like, so stupid. Oh, that's right? that that pissed me off so bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so stupid because now they're not superheroes. Mm-hmm. As much as you want to treat them as superheroes, they're not. If we show a guy getting his throat slit, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, that was that was not my idea at all. I eventually was fine with it just because, like I said, what else was I gonna say? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but. The idea that I pitched that got turned down. So I'm talking to Morrison. I know Morrison's contract's up. I know he's leaving Impact. And I know he was considering going to WWE. So I was like, okay, you have to drop the title. What do you think we should do? And Morrison had the coolest idea, I think, ever. Because this was right when women's wrestling was white hot. It was like the top thing ever. He's like, what if we do a domestic battle? Me versus Taya. And literally everything but the kitchen sink. We're throwing household items at each other. 
beating the hell out of each other, and she beats me for the title. And I was like, yeah, why not? I was like, I've never seen it before. We mm-hmm. wanted to get a female um, on the announcing team, but we just, the dynamic that we had between, um, what was it? Uh, Johnny LaQuasto, who did 205 and Bees, was absolutely phenomenal. Like, they worked so well together. Uh, and then LaQuasto backed out of it because he signed with WWE, mm-hmm. so he couldn't do it. Uh, and then uh, we had Kevin Gill and Larry Legend, I think, do commentary. And if you go back, you can hear them talking shit on us before the show starts. They had a hot mic during the pre-show. So they're talking shit on us too. And I just was like, are you like, I like Kevin Gill as a person, but to me, like for announcing, he would have never been a top 50 choice of mine. Mm -hmm. Just because I, I don't like when you do commentary and you use the F word. I, I, I think in a promo, it's fine if you're mad and you use it one time to mean something. But when you're like, he's effing crazy. Look at this effing. I'm like, you're just, you're taking the match away from the performers. Even at Blackcraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even, even with Blackcraft, it was just made no sense. So like I said, these are, these are little things that, you know, went bad. So anyways, the show goes bad. We end up running out of time. They're literally turning the lights on on us. And I was like, all right, what do we do? So it's um, I'm backstage with Morrison and David Starr. That's his name, right, David Starr? Yeah, I think so. Is he canceled? I believe so. Last I heard. Okay. Well, so that guy, he was actually super cool that night because like he was so excited to fight Morrison. Like they were excited to put on a match, and he was like, "Listen, you got to put you got to put your local guy forward. Like you got to put him over. So we'll just have a quick roll up bullshit match." so that Matt can go out there and fight for the title. That match was 18 seconds long, which, by the way, had one vote for match of the year. (laughs) Some asshole voted that as match of the year, which was so funny. Uh, And then uh, Matt Justice came out and literally killed, uh, what's his name? Ben Bradley, yeah. Yeah, and that was it. And then we were we were so like frustrated with the show, and I saw that we were we were tr- we were the number one trending thing worldwide, and I was like, "This is the coolest fucking thing ever." <laughs> Just don't click on it. Just don't <laughs> click on it. Well, I, we have to talk. So, so part of the documentary, they got Matthew from Botchamania, and they talk about their experience discovering the show and then going through the show. As, as you know, kind of posthumously for doing, I think you guys got an entire episode of Botchamania. That has to be a little oh, bit yeah. of a badge of honor for you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like the wound, the wound is fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like we saw, like when we got the botch, because I like my whole thing was, and I don't want to sound like an asshole, but the whole time it was, I told you so. Yeah, everything that went wrong, I I addressed it from day one. The guys that we were booking that were giving bullshit prices, I knew about it. I Because I have friends in the business. But then, oh, well, these guys are my friends. No, 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 they want your money. They're not your friends, trust me. 
So like everything was, I told you so, I told you so. But seeing that we had our own Botchamania <laughs> uh, was, because I mean, like that was like one of my favorite first YouTube videos was Botchamania. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, oh, wow, I made it. To the worst thing ever, and it's the best thing. <laughs> You're ever. like officially gobbledygooker status. Yeah, as a company. But, but I will say this: I'm still waiting for WWE to hand us a check for the AJ Styles Undertaker match that we did a year and a half ago <laughs> with Matt Justice. Mm -hmm. The exact same fucking thing: getting hit by a car with the druids, the 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 farm, everything. We did the whole thing a year and a half before, and we know for a fact that WWE saw it. I mean, they might have did it better than us. Yeah, but... a, little, a little bit more money to put into that probably, right? Yeah, so. just a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I'm still waiting for that check. Oh, man. So uh, uh, so what What was, you know, other than the I told you so's and everything, and, and you know, we talked about the money and the – and dealing with the talent and things like that. What what was what were what was the biggest lesson for you out of this experience? I wouldn't say it was a, a lot. I mean, I think just stick to your guns. Mm -hmm. I think that was it because I think if we would have just been hard headed, thick headed, you know, a lot of us wanted the approval of these guys to have their respect to to hope they wanted to do this as much as we did and in that time we may have been taken advantage of when if you know like Nino who worked with VOW he's an absolute fucking prick backstage he is I like Nino but he's very blunt he wants it his way, and he tells you how to do it, you know? And I don't think any of us had the balls to do that. Mm -hmm. I think we were more so like, well, we'll listen to you guys. You guys are the experts. You're saying you, you, needed, you needed the Nino, Nino attitude in order to right. advocate, and, and didn't so have that. The game plan was afterwards, Chris Dickinson was going to be the locker room guy to make sure there was no bullshit going on. We were going to pay him. And we were going to have Soraya be for the mm -hmm. women and kind of make sure, hey, listen, if you're a part of this promotion, you're going to do it right. And like Dickinson gave us a lot of advice and, and helped us significantly. Um, but, you know, we never had that redemption. Um, it, was, it was a bummer. Uh, you know, we still have our group chat, which is BCW. We talk about it every day. Um, how much we miss it, what we did wrong, how we could make it right. Um, the only problem is, is that me, Brandon, and Bill don't own the name Blackcraft Wrestling. Mm -hmm. So we can never use that name again because we're not allowed. Um, so I've been trying to get it off of Bobby. Um, and hopefully there may be one apology in 2021. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, you still got uh, the belt over there, a belt over there. The champion, I, uh, the champion still has his belt uh, and showed off the wonderful gift bag that it comes in. 
Oh, so let me tell you something. Can I tell you something really fun? You want to hear a spoiler? Yeah. So what's his name? Warhorse? Is that yes, his name? Yes. So he thought he was slick and they thought they were going to advertise the Blackcraft wrestling title. What? Oh, their... I remember that at the WrestleMania event, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? What they didn't know is we were buying tickets and we were going to hop the fence and steal our fucking title back. <laughs> In the middle of the match. Wait, wait. Was did he? Were they going to have like Justice's like actual title? So like, Justice had the title. Yeah, and he had it in a bag. And me and Matt are friends. And I messaged Matt, and I just said to him, "I go, hey, listen, Blackcraft needs that belt back for auditing reasons, because it was my way of saying, don't fucking do it, please, yeah, don't yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, I didn't care because it is what it is. We we lay in the bed that we made, you know." Um, but once we realized that they kept advertising the Blackcraft Championship, I messaged the guy at Black Label Pro or who, no, that wasn't it. Whoever it was, mm -hmm. maybe that was it. Black Label. Anyways, I messaged the guy and I go, "Hey, listen, if you advertise this belt, you're gonna have a problem." He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I go, "You can't have it here and put a red X over it and pretend we don't know what you're doing," you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Oh yeah," and all of a sudden you care about law. And I said, fuck it. So I told Brandon to go, we're going to get blackout drunk. This is our <laughs> moment. The second that match starts and they're away from the ring, I'm distracting. You're taking the belt and taking off. And we're taking our belt back. So that was going to, we had an Airbnb. We had everything ready to go. Booked in Tampa. My flights were booked in Tampa. So like the whole time, like when Vince was kind of like, you know, I don't know if we're going to have it. Like, I was so excited because I'm like, they're not going to cancel WrestleMania. Vince likes money more than his family, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, this is our moment. This is our Blackcraft redemption. We were going to have a teaser uh, prepared for it. But, but by the way, I, I, I am pulling it up. It was Black Label Pro. I think there's another promotion, Action Something, but it's, it's a small font. Uh, the match was Vampire Death Match in parentheses for the belt that shall not be named. Matthew Justice yeah. versus AJ Gray. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, so we were so mad. Like we were like we. It's like you know when you have a family member that you hate and you make fun of them, <laughs> but if somebody else makes fun of them, you take it personal. Yeah. That's it. Like we all call ourselves idiots. Like me, Brandon, Bill, we all shit on each other about black craft. But when somebody else brings it up, I'm like, hey man, not cool. <laughs> Only we can say that. You know? So we were literally we, like no joke, we were going to steal the title successfully. And then we had a promo ready uh to promote that we were gonna come back and do one more show. With or without Bobby's permission, we were doing it. Wow. So hopefully 2021. It's going to happen. One apology. One apology. I love it. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for yeah. spending some time with us. Let yeah, us man. hang out with Sean again. Yes. The, uh, the Blackcraft title. The <laughs> there <laughs> it the is. Earth one, cave. Of, one of 15 of them. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, does not come with the cool bag that Justice showed off in the. Uh... No, they were supposed <laughs> to be big duffel bags. Yeah, and we got them produced in China, and they were just this bag, this big. And we're like, oh, we'll give it to the guy with the belt, and that mm -hmm. was it. <laughs> That's that awesome. was it. It's a great story, and they're over on that documentary about like him realizing there's a bag from John, John Blackcraft, Johnny Blackcraft, 
Yeah. Uh, name, name of the week, Johnny. Um, uh, uh, Matt, please tell everybody, uh, of course, you guys, you're, you're still doing a lot of great stuff uh, from the safety yeah. of the Girth Cave. Uh, so please tell everybody <laughs> <about> to... <laughs> where, where can people find out what, what you're up to? Uh, so I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in a couple of weeks, I'm named best comedian in Pittsburgh. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I was nominated. We'll see. Was, if that, I win. was that the city paper one? City paper. Yeah. yeah I never won that one. I won Pittsburgh magazine three years. Go get the vote. Uh, I never, never vote won often. this one. So hopefully I get it. Um, and you know, it's tough. I'm doing live videos. Uh, I'm doing 10 minute roast or, uh, $10 roast videos. Uh, so if you have any friends you don't like, add me on Facebook, uh, show me their profile. I'll roast them for $10. Uh, I'm doing live food reviews. I'm doing power hours. I'm drinking. I'm just having fun. I'm just really just, I don't know. I'm just living life right now. Uh, as I have a grown man job right now Mm -hmm. and I hate it. So please COVID, please end, please wear your masks, get this over with. I'm sick of being an adult. I want to go back. To making money talking about my balls. There you go. He just wants to live the American dream. Yeah, that's the American <laughs> dream. Thank you so much. And again, you know, check out that documentary. It's the rise and fall of Blackcraft Wrestling by uh, Benjamin Falbo. Uh, you know, somebody said, yeah, somebody on our Slack, uh, one of our crew said, hey, we should have a, we should get this guy on to talk about the documentary. And I was like. I only get mad on because we talk about it every damn time he comes in the studio. So yeah, like, and just... you get the and you will get the truth from me. There you go. It's like not I have no problem. There is no fancy editing here, guys. No, so. that's it. <laughs> so uh, hopefully it's been a, a nice additional material for those that did check out that documentary. Uh, and of course, please support what we're doing over here at WrestlingBamShow.com, IndieWrestling.us. Uh, still trying to figure out our own way to do uh, wrestling in the COVID area with our friends, uh, new matches uh, uh, in the past several months and coming up with our friends, prospect pro wrestling and fight underground, a lot of cool stuff going on there. So guys, please until next time support independent documentary makers, uh, the girth cave and support indie wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.